He can't buy a fish. Like, stop. <laughs> Welcome to Fat Girl Hacks. This is Jamie Frost, Megan Peters, and Nina Vento. So recently, we've been watching Ninja Turtles: The Next Mutation, <laughs> <laughs> and I've I've uh, created a K drama in the the Next Mutation. So it's this awful live action Ninja Turtles from the 90s like 96 it was created by the power rangers people and there's a girl turtle she has boobs she has boobs she has shell boobs i didn't know there was ever a girl turtle there's a girl turtle her name is something else but they call her her she's like from japan or china china she's from china but and she has a name but and she has a vagina they she <laughs> And she, but they call her Venus de Milo because she's art. Is that a thing? Well, like Michelangelo, Donatello. Well, yeah, Venus de Milo is a piece of art. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so in this world, I've declared that Leonardo is in love with Venus de Milo. Venus, well, all the turtles are like hot for Venus, except for Donatello, who's gay. Um, but Leonardo or, or Leonardo's hot for Venus de Milo. Venus okay. de Milo is in love with Leonardo. That's very distracting. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin is literally trying to herd cats right now. <laughs> so tell us more about so Donatello. So well, no, Donatello's gay. Okay. Donatello is the only one who could not give less of a fuck about this girl turtle. Okay. Everybody else is like boing the second she walks <laughs> in the room. So Leonardo's in love with Venus. Venus is in love with Leonardo, but Leonardo's too much of a bitch to do anything about it. And Venus is all like old school, and she won't make a move. But you know who is like really into Venus and is gonna make a move? Raphael. So Raphael <laughs> is hot for Venus. He lets her know it. He lets everybody know it. Okay. So she's going to get with Raphael, in my opinion. This show is only one season, so I have to continue. <laughs> this is my fan fiction of the show. So Venus gets with with Raphael eventually. And this is like a sad pity. I don't I can't get the guy I want, so I'm gonna sleep with this guy kind of fuck. <laughs> I'm gonna sleep with his brother instead. Yes. But eventually. Raphael reveals his tormented bad boy heart to her and she falls in love with him and Raphael, or not Raphael, Leonardo just becomes an incel. <laughs> so this is what I've decided happens. <laughs> Michelangelo's just here for a good time, but he's also pan. He is open to anyone. Okay. He's, he's all about love. Mm -hmm. He does not care about gender norms or anything else. Okay. Michelangelo loves Everyone. And then Donatello's hot for one of their bad guys. He goes by the name Dr. Queez. And he kind of looks like the guy from uh, uh, Unfortunate Events. Or, you know, Jim Carrey and then Neil oh, Patrick Oh, a series Harris. of Unfortunate Events. Yeah, he kind of looks like that Dr. Queez. He is not hot. But Donatello's all about Dr. Queez's big brain. He loves Dr. <laughs> and Queez's... And his other big stuff. <laughs> it's all about Dr. Queez's brain. But he's so in love with him. 
And that's what I've been doing with my time right now is writing wow. uh, fan fiction along with a terrible 90s live action show. These costumes are horrifying. <laughs> I'm actually looking at them now. I was going to say, I'm going to have to look it up. They have these weird, like, Chuck E. Cheese robot mouths oh, that move no. when they talk, but they always move. Like, if you look at them when they're not talking, <laughs> they're still moving. And then they can't wear the expensive robot masks when they're doing ninja stuff. So when they're fighting, it's just this dead-eyed, open mouth face that's just <laughs> doing kicks and still saying lines. And then there's a, a gaping third mask mom. when they're driving that is just a wide open mouth because the driver is obviously looking through the mouth. So it's just like, <laughs> for those of you who can't see, I'm just standing here, sitting here with my mouth wide open. And they're just like driving and they have all of these catchphrases that you can tell they wanted to sell toys on. Like certified turtle which I always say certified turtified. I always say certified turtified. I always say certified turtified. Which is not correct, but certified turtle-fied. What's that even like, mean? Like, they're just like, this is certified Ninja Turtle oh, okay, time okay. or something. And when it gets... That's a long when it gets, phrase, right? When it gets green, it's about to get mean is another one. They say them Ooh, all the time. Doesn't... Raphael says raff and roll <laughs> instead of rock and roll. They're People really like trying. sat in a room and came up with they this really bullshit. <laughs> what I think is that they were like, oh, costumes work on Power Rangers. But like the ones that are in like the non-human costumes are monsters. Right. So, so that's not. why it works. <laughs> they're not <laughs> when, having conversations. When they're your heroes, it's creepy AF. Wow. I'm looking at these pictures of them and like the only thing that makes you think Venus de Milo, is that who it is? Yes. I mean, she just has boobs underneath her shell. And she's slimmer. Let me see. Oh yeah. So oh, and she doesn't get she so doesn't get weird. a weapon like the boys. The boys oh, have she like doesn't? she has a weapon, but it's these uh, what she's I just call the damsel in distress. What are they called? Uh, ben Wa- Benghazi? No, not Benghazi. Oh, Benoit balls. <laughs> Benghazi balls. Benghazi balls. <laughs> Benoit balls. They're these two like metal balls that she throws at people. But then she has other variations of the balls that I call her like unfertilized eggs because they're like squishy balls that she throws at people and then they smoke. I'm gonna sneeze. <laughs> But yeah, so she doesn't even get like real tough guy. Bless you. <laughs> it was gonna happen eventually. Um, she doesn't get real tough guy weapons. She gets some silver balls that she rotates in her hand and throws at people. And she I starts to. to watch oh, this. and they mock like her broken English all the time. Like she says the wrong words all the time. Because she's Chinese. Because she's Chinese. And so they're always like, oh, like she's like, this is, this is pad instead of rad. That's mm-hmm. not actually what she says, but mm-hmm. that's an example of yeah. ki- the kind of thing that she does. And they're just like, oh, Venus, mm, you silly, well. you silly <laughs> foreigner. <laughs> it's fucked up. But I will say that the love triangle aspect is, is amazing. Yeah. It sounds like it. If you watch it with that underlying yeah you have to have I, I think it's I think it's quite obvious when you watch it that you're like oh these turtles are hot for Venus except so for me Donatella. and Nina are gonna watch this and be completely confused I, and be like when's the pansexual <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right 
something about an incel. Somebody becomes an incel when in this. When's the incel storyline coming? No, you can totally tell Leo's an incel. He's like he's this, like writing like, his manifesto I'm, in the basement. He's like, I'm a nice guy. I'm so nice to her. Why isn't she jumping on my turtle dick? And uh-huh. she's not because Raph is being oh, aggressive. Oh, you mean incel like that? Like, what do you like, think an incel is? Well, I like more like what Nina said, like writing the manifesto. Like, well, it's I, involuntarily like celibate kind of is what oh, it stands it for. Was, okay. I mean, it is a radicalized thing, but it's involved. They call themselves involuntary celibates. Oh. oh and then there's that. Volsal, which is voluntarily celibate. But Leonardo is not voluntarily. He doesn't understand why Venus is not jumping on that deck. So he is actually underneath the shell a privileged white man. Oh, 100%. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So under the green, he's white. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I don't understand why everybody's not on my deck. I don't understand why everybody's not on my deck. I don't understand why everybody's not on my deck. I don't understand why everybody's not on my deck. I don't understand why everybody's not on my deck. (laughs) <laughs> but Raph is like yo oh Raph's accent is so offensive first of all these turtles grew up in the same area by the same parent why does Raph have this offensive New York accent he does oh it's like Newsies level it's like it's like Christian Bale in Newsies it's so offensive so and it's just like hey Venus why don't you jump on my dick no he doesn't say that but He's very aggressive with like, oh, you're. They call her like a turtle babe. They do. They call her a babe a bunch. You know, the nineties were a different time. <laughs> definitely. I, I have so much holdover from that still. And they're eighteen. Like they specify that they're eighteen-year-old turtles. So they're consenting. Because they drive. They have a Hummer, an open Hummer. So it's like a Jeep. Wow. But it's giant like a Hummer. Does the rat drive in with them? No, the rat stays at home. The rat is played by a, a lady who sashays all over the... She's got legs for days. Gosh, I know I have to look this. Splinter is supposed to be short, but he's got these like long, slim legs, and he shakes his hips like he loves his legs. He wears this short little robe with those long-ass <laughs> legs hanging out. Wait, is Splinter, is Splinter good or bad? Splitter's their dad. Oh, okay. It's yeah. uh, you're thinking Shredder is yes, the bad guy. Shredder. Okay. I never. Shredder is defeated in this, and he's <laughs> living as a homeless man. They oh. find him during one of the episodes, and try to raise him up emotionally. Oh, Splinter is so creepy looking. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> So weird. And like I loved Ninja Turtles as a kid. I loved the oh, yeah. live action movies, but this was not that. The- I have a thing like I hate like anthropomorphic. Yeah, things like Howard the Duck. Still I love Howard me to this day. <laughs> like I hate oh, the duck boobs. <laughs> well, that and I hated the fact, like I remember being young not understanding how they did it like there was the obvious implication that they boned and I'm yeah like, or that she at least wanted to bone him yeah and i'm like how did that work yeah. like and it bothered me he was so like swarthy and like oh. yeah baby like and he at- had those big like pop out like steve buscemi eyes Oh. I love Steve Buscemi. <laughs> I love Steve Buscemi too. But imagine him as a duck. Yeah. No. 
what kind of Howard the Duck is. <laughs> Seeing if my feelings for him have changed. I love Howard the Duck. I definitely grew up watching Howard the Duck. I love the song. I love her hair. Caroline Ray. That's her name in the movie or in the show. What was her name? Leah Thompson. Yes. She was beautiful. She looked great in that end scene with her hair all punked out, singing Howard the Duck. I had a crush on like the lab assistant friend who nobody wanted to date, probably also an incel. I loved him. Incels, there are some of us out there for you. <laughs> You're just looking in the wrong direction. You think the cream of the crop should be available to you, but if you like, <laughs> if you like, change direction a little bit, like yeah. People aren't just going to jump on your dick, Leonardo. <laughs> or any other incels listening. <laughs> Do you think that's yeah, a big a demographic for us? Podcast. I'm thinking. I'm thinking we're going to be huge amongst the incels. <laughs> <laughs> or they'll at least consider us no, huge. No pun intended. <laughs> um, so that being said, our discussion this week very much like the discussion that the turtles were having emotionally is about love. <laughs> if we haven't lost they you were only yet. Telling the story to you <laughs> <laughs> Do you think people aren't interested in hearing about the mutant ninja turtles? No, oh, there's a couple incels who are. <laughs> How many times have we said incels on this episode? We are losing customers here. We're sure you're all volcels. <laughs> I wasn't implying every listener is an incel. I just think we will be popular among the amongst the incels. Yeah. Especially of the reptilian variety. Yeah, I mean, Ninja Turtles, if you're out there ta- uh, listening to us, let me know how this turned out. Did Venus fall in love with Raph? Is Michelangelo a pansexual? Did Donatello ever convince Dr. Quiz to be a good guy and in love with him? What's Leonardo up to? <laughs> so many questions. I want to know these things. Did Splinter ever decide to shave his legs and like become a leg model? Because I think that was possible. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious in one episode they brought a blind man back to their house to stay with them because that one incel that was turning <laughs> tuning out because of love is back because they didn't know they didn't he didn't know that they were turtles and a rat but he just kept talking about how hairy splinter's arms were <laughs> i can't believe there was only one season <laughs> I'm so upset that I finished it. And they had like three episodes that were like, remember when we did this episode? You know that they usually do that like at the end of a season or when they like they need a fill in. No, they did it three times. They had one season. (laughs) It was amazing. I love it much like I love love. (laughs) Is that a good segue? Yeah, that was a good one. Yay, love. Yay, love. (laughs) Um, so today we're talking about our love lives. Uh, is everybody good with that? Yeah. Are you sure? Like I didn't prepare you. Like I'm just <laughs> bringing this on you. I'm so shocked. <laughs> you want to talk about my love life? Um, so I just wanted to start off with some questions to get it moving along. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. sure. 
Um, so when did you start having romantic feelings for other human beings? I don't want to know about any Upon pet feelings. Upon my entry into this world. <laughs> I probably had a crush on the doctor if... Did you, like, come out and wink? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I had, like, afterbirth. I was like, I'll use that for a little red lipstick. <laughs> oh. A little rouge. <laughs> <laughs> so disgusting. So disgusting. I came out saucy. You came out and you were like, buy me dinner before you see me naked. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, but very early on, I was constantly, I was all over boys. <laughs> Did they uh, seem to want you to be all no. over them? No, no. <laughs> Still no. <laughs> How about you, Nina? I would say it was a little <laughs> a little bit later than birth. <laughs> um, I would I don't know. I mean I had crushes and stuff, but like romantic, romantic. No like crush romantic. I had crushes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would say like elementary school. You know, like third grade or so. I think that's like, fairly oh, normal. Yeah. Yeah. I was definitely and some people are late bloomers. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't quite at birth. But I was fairly close to birth. <laughs> you know, I was this little girl walking around flirting with lifeguards in my little bikini. My parents dressed me as a toddler in little string bikinis. And I worked that shit. I loved lifeguards. I loved older men. But my one true childhood love was uh, Larry T. <laughs> I want to reach out to Larry T if he's listening and apologize for all of the uh, unwanted attention that I gave him. <laughs> he uh, was in my preschool class. He rocked a mushroom haircut and a bow tie a lot. Poor Larry. And I kissed Larry T every day. <laughs> I kissed this boy on the mouth. I kissed this boy on the face. My mom had to go into conferences about it because I needed to stop kissing this boy. But nobody would keep me from my Larry T. I remember like attacking him by a tree after school and being like, Larry, they're telling me that I can't kiss you anymore. And kissing him anyway. He was like, yeah, bitch. I told my parents. He was this tiny little elfish boy. I still have pictures. I look at his picture and I'm like, Jamie, you have a type. No offense, Kevin. (laughs) But he was this little nerdy guy. No, I was I was a, a aggressive vocal assaulter. Like I feel bad. I feel like if uh, if this were nowadays, I would have been kicked out of school at this point for being too aggressive with this little boy. Poor Larry. Yeah, poor Larry. I do want to apologize to Larry um, because he, you know, he was a good kid. And unfortunately, he caught my eye, and I I just happened to be a very aggressive um, lover. (laughs) I don't mean that like lover. I mean like lover. Like I love aggressively. I'm not like aggressive in bed. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Too much? He didn't know that. I was just kidding. We were in preschool. Everybody get your heads out of the gutter. He knew where it was going. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So who were your first boyfriends? What what we're not boyfriends, but like did you guys have like a first thing like I did with Larry? Too? Yeah, absolutely. Um three I can think of. So there was one guy 
friend of the family. He was older than me, but he was like a metalhead, black t-shirt. And I couldn't read, so I didn't know what his shirt said. I just knew he was cool. So when we went down the shore, you know, when you used to be able to get t-shirts made, mm-hmm. I was like, I want that one done in black because I want it to look cool like him. <laughs> And, like, you know, he probably had, like, Megadeth or some shit. I got Miss Piggy. (laughs) I wore a freaking black shirt, and I would, like, wear it all the time. Like, Rob's going to think I'm so cool. (laughs) And then there was Joey up the street who I, like, one day, like, trucked up there with a cherry chapstick slathered it on took him on to the side of his house and then planted one on the like his forehead or something enough so that i left a mark because i put that much red chapstick on and his grandma was like don't let her kiss you <laughs> and then what oh and then there was another kid roger that he was sleeping over our house once he was friend of the family and i thought of this one i had been planning all night i'm gonna sneak in there and kiss him in the middle of the night and i totally did it no way! Like, he woke up like, uh, how old are you? How old is he? He's like my oldest sister's age, so he's eight years older than me. Oh, wow. Maybe, maybe six years older than me if I was five or six. So he's yeah. like a tween. Yeah, and, and you're I'm in there trying to make. Yeah. Did you try to like Beauty what? and the Beast, like make out with him, or do you, like were you inspired by your Disney movies, or were you? It was more like probably like if I remember correctly, like a Snow White thing. Like he was sleeping on like a pull-out bed, and I snuck in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm friends with a rapist. I can't, I can't do this. I'm never Maybe falling not. asleep around <laughs> <laughs> My, my victim was awake. <laughs> he was I just smaller so. than me, so he couldn't run. <laughs> I'll take him in anyway. Oh my god, that's so <laughs> funny. Could you imagine like an 11-year-old boy? To <laughs> 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 this five-year-old planning a kiss on him? And listen, I was the dopiest looking kid on the planet. I thought I cut all of our hair off. <laughs> Probably did the chapstick thing again. <laughs> <laughs> it's important to have moist lips. I thought it was red lipstick. Oh, yeah. Like, I thought oh, when you okay. kissed, you had to leave a kiss mark. Oh. oh. That's interesting. Yeah. That's cute. What about you? Did you uh, force yourself on anybody? <laughs> Maybe we should have a trigger warning at the yeah, beginning of we this. Probably should. Oh, my God. We probably should. Kevin. Them. <laughs> yeah, Kevin, record a little for Jamie and Megan. Not Jamie me. and Megan kiss boys without their consent <laughs> as children. Not Jamie and Megan kiss boys without their consent as children. Not Jamie and Megan kiss boys without their consent as children. We, we, apo- we are sorry, Roger. We are. Well, Rob, I'm not sorry about that. <laughs> That shirt was about the fucking Piggy. awesome. <laughs> you didn't kiss him. You just bought a cool no, shirt. I wanted to kiss him a lot. <laughs> you know what's funny is Chuck is actually super reminiscent of him. So, I, you know, obviously I've been wanting him my whole life. Aw. Yeah. Chuck. Um, and Chuck, she loves you for you. Not because you're like Rob. <laughs> well, you do wear a lot of black t-shirts. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... Joey up the street from me. I'm sorry about forcing myself on you with chapstick. 
<laughs> now I feel like we're going to get in trouble. <laughs> I already did get in trouble. My mom went to those school. school uh, we're really going to get emails. Now. <laughs> I do apologize. Like, really, after I, like, grew up and was like, this is, this is course, not okay. Yeah. yeah, no, I just was a little girl who was in love, who watched a lot of shows where people were in love. And I thought that was the right thing to do. Well, you know, and this makes me think, like, when you guys were little and, like, playing with Barbies and stuff, did they do it? Or your idea of doing it? I didn't have a lot of Barbies, but yeah, probably. They probably just, like, laid on top of each other. Yeah, I'm sure mine did, too, but... Yeah, I don't remember. I, I like, kissing, like, smooching. I don't remember... No, I think mine went all the way. Like, I didn't know anything was being inserted anywhere. No, I thought they were just rubbing on top of each other. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, I mean, my Barbies were always really hot and heavy. (laughs) You're like, how is that inserted? (laughs) Am I the ball cell of this group? (laughs) No, because you're married. So hopefully not. I am an incel, even though I'm (laughs) married. Wait, is that right? Like, tell me what it means. No, incel is... In well, in wait, involuntary celibacy, Volcel is voluntary celibacy. Oh, I am a married Volcel. There you go. Poor shot. It's voluntary on my part. Um. Okay. <laughs> Who were your childhood celebrity crushes? Karate Kid. Ralph Macchio. Depp. Yeah. What else did I love? I think every. Girls was Johnny, or guys was Johnny Depp. Early nineties. Every yeah. human being Early wanted 90s. wanted Johnny Depp in some way. <laughs> Young Johnny Depp. New Kids on the Block. So much so that I still get like I still fucking hate Tiffany. Which new kid? John Knight. I still once I'm like oh he's in a like a loving like he's married to a lovely man and I'm like oh yeah it's all right he'll. Leave him for me. Like in my head, John Knight and me are still meant to be. Did you love John any Knight of the was new my favorite. John Knight? Yes. Oh, that John explains why you're favorite. both Hufflepuffs. Uh, mine was Jordan. Okay. I liked that long braided rat tail. <laughs> that high voice. I wanted Jordan Knight so bad. John was, yeah, I was obsessed with John. Yeah. Hmm. Did you hate Tiffany? No, I didn't know all, all that. Drama she didn't have a K-drama. See, you make fun of my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle K-drama. Did John Knight date Tiffany? There was, like, rumors, but I remember being pissed. No, I don't remember. Like, losing sleep over it. <laughs> I love it. Like, it's such a harlot. He was probably just, like, him. coming out to her, and she was probably just being a nice friend. Right. <laughs> like, in my 43-year-old mind, I'm... But no, I still hate her. No, I'm not going to try to rationalize How do you that? hate Tiffany? She got with my man. Okay. I'm actually a little pissed off at Nina. But, <laughs> for liking John too. I didn't Listen, know. I thought I was the only one on the earth that loved John Knight. I think maybe my friend Stacy liked John Knight as well, but I can't think of any other human being I've ever met like that liked quiet, John. Oh my tight. god, and he had the dog. He had oh, a dog? Yeah, he had like a wrinkly dog. Oh, John Knight. And he was the older one. Yeah, he was cool. Did anybody like Donnie? No, no, I mean, I think he my was sister a rebel. Did, but yeah. yeah, I wasn't into Donnie. So I liked a little bit of Joey. Yeah, Joey. He was cute. He was closer to my age. I thought maybe I he had like a better Jordan chance. As well. yeah. I remember better kind of chance. thinking that maybe I should like Danny a little bit because he was 
he wasn't the best looking one, <laughs> and I could use him to get close to John. That's terrible. You can't. Conniving. Even you know what? Years old. You gotta get what you want. Exactly. I'm You're still... using Danny. To get to... <laughs> I was 12 years old. Not You're like, I guess I'll in. settle for Danny. <laughs> like he was even interested. It'll be I like that it. thing you I do, and it. then you'll get with the one you want. Yeah. Um, what were your childhood other than John? Um, Aaron Lore was a huge one. He, if you may remember him from such hit <laughs> classics as <laughs> Newsies. He was Mush in Newsies. Oh, yeah. He was in uh, Mighty Ducks 2 and Mighty yes. Ducks 3 as part of the uh, one half of the Bash Brothers. Yeah. Dean Portman, number 21. If the you hotter half of the What my favorite Bash number Brothers. is. It's 21. Oh, my God. <laughs> still to this day. Um, I was really into, like, that whole, like, teen bop. You know, that came, that was, like, my gig when I was little. So, like, Jonathan Brandis. R.I.P. Sequest. R.I.P. R.I.P. I know him mostly from Ladybugs and the one he did with Chuck Norris, Sidekicks. I didn't ever saw Sidekicks. Oh, Sidekicks is a, is a beautiful movie. I haven't watched it in a very long time. It might not hold up very much like Ladybugs, which is just pure pedophilia jokes the whole time. Thank God I haven't rewatched it. <laughs> it does so hold like up that whole time. like generation of like Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Devin Sawa. Like I love Devin Sawa, yeah. Casper. Devin he was Casper for was like Casper. a split second. And he was in the... He was in that movie where they all died. Uh, Final Destination. Yeah, Final but he was also in Little Giants. Did you ever see Little that Giants. movie? <laughs> <laughs> My crushes were Corey Haim. I had a picture of him with a motorcycle. Okay. He is the. He was R.I.P. Right. Yeah, he's, he's R.I.P. He's not the Corey Feldman of the okay. group. <laughs> I always get the Corys mixed. Although up. I have tweeted with Corey Feldman once, I <laughs> talked about how much I loved his hair in Rock and Roll High School Forever, and he sent me like a nowadays picture and was like, "This hair," and I wrote him back and was like, "No, this hair," and sent a picture. <laughs> I can't believe you. And that. sent a picture of the rock. His hair. <laughs> Did he was, ever reply? I don't remember. I think he laughed. Yeah. But like his hair was gorgeous in Rock and Roll High School Forever. It's beautiful. It's a horrible movie if you if you want to watch a horrible movie. Yeah. Uh, but I watched it a lot as a teen and uh, he has great hair in it. Um, so Corey Haim, big fan. I like a little nerdy sidekick, you know, Lost Boys and uh, License to Drive, Lucas. Uh, <laughs> Lucas was a good movie. And then as I got a little bit older, it was uh, Jared Leto. Jared Leto in my so-called life. I just wanted to teach him how to read. I wanted him to hold his hand. I wanted to hold his hand walking down the stair, the the hallway. That's what me and my friend Tim talk about all the time. Is uh, we have like a a problem with the men we pick now because we want that Jared Leto, Jordan Catalano them? experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, terrible. I, oh, wanted... I forgot Leonardo DiCaprio. He's a huge one for me. I wasn't a big Leo fan. I loved him in. Uh, what's eating Gilbert Grape, but like I wasn't really attracted <laughs> to him there. <laughs> uh, uh, that was Johnny Depp. Um. But yeah. But I've, I've had like obsessive, obsessive celebrity crushes mm-hmm. most of my life. Like mm-hmm. I was obsessed with Glenn Quinn who played uh, Alan Francis Doyle in nine episodes of Angel, the spinoff of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> so much so that my car was named Doyle. 
Wait, what else was he in? Again? He was in Roseanne. He yeah, was in Marvel. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> He's another dead one. He's dead. He died from a uh, heroin overdose. Um, but I absolutely loved him. He was Irish. He had an Irish accent. Me and my friends had like a Glen Quinn party on his birthday one year where we read <laughs> Irish poetry. I'm talking I was like 19 or 20. This is not... <laughs> Any longer a childhood thing. This is I was an adult. I was a full-on adult. But yeah, I loved him. Named my car Doyle. Doyle died, and then very shortly after, Glenn Quinn died, and I felt horrible about it. I feel like it's my fault. Um, but I loved me some Glenn Quinn. I try to like learn languages for guys I have crushes on. I had a huge crush on Alexander Skarsgård to the point where when I worked at Barnes and Noble, the other uh, the guy who did magazines, Alex, he would just pull ones that had Alexander Skarsgård on for me and just give them to me. He'd be like, "I know you're gonna buy these," so I got them. Danish. He's Swedish. 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 So I tried to learn Swedish. I had a crush on a guy in college. Tried to learn Portuguese. Wait. So this is I was waiting to come up with this. Totally did the same thing. Are you serious? Yeah. Es sua in Kasha? Totally what? tried to learn. So do you remember the group Extreme? Mm. More than words? Yes. Nuno Bencourt? I was like, better brush up on my Portuguese. Oh. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, I totally just recently threw... I made my dad drive me to the like bookstore to get... Oh man. Um, how to learn Portuguese. I have Brazilian on Portuguese on CD ROM where you click on things and it's we like still had fish. Page then. Pagey. Pagey is fish. That's the only thing I remember. Ananas. <laughs> That's all you need to know. But that was like a real life guy I knew was Brazilian Portuguese. And I was like, so I'm going to learn this language. He does not like me. <laughs> He doesn't Intel. like me. He it's did not like I'm me. I'm not communicating clear enough. Let me learn this language. <laughs> I wanted oh to learn God. Swedish. I I've tried to, I try to learn Korean on a regular basis just because I love K-dramas. Yeah. So like my language, I don't, I don't speak any other languages. I'm Puerto Rican. I don't speak, uh, I don't speak Spanish. I don't mm. speak any other languages, but like when I do try to speak languages, it's for love. It's for a man. It's, it's for love. It's for love. And yeah, I fail too. every time. Yeah. Most things I do are for. Yeah. <laughs> or for the opposite sex. <laughs> or the same, whatever it is. Um, so. Oh God, that's great. That is so. Wait, as you're saying it, I'm like, oh, here we go again. Maybe me and Jamie could study Portuguese together. <laughs> there you go. No, I don't want to go out with that guy anymore. I still would go out with Nuno Bencourt. Yeah, mine was a real person. Can we switch to, like, Korean or Swedish? I'm still down with Alexander Skarsgård. I mean, I'll listen, I'll, I'll listen. I'm not going to throw Alexander Skarsgård out of bed for eating crackers. <laughs> <laughs> Nina has never heard that saying I before. But yeah, no. He may throw me out of bed for speaking Swedish. (laughs) (laughs) I like legit loved him so much. I wanted to marry him. I have a lot of uh, Southern Vampire Mystery fan fiction on fanfiction.net if you want to find me. (laughs) She's really laying it all out on the table. I'm not ashamed of my fan fiction. My fan fiction is awful. There is, like, most of it I wrote to make fun of other people. Like, 
I have really mean fan fiction. Um, but some of it's like legit. Like I was like, this is a story I have to tell <laughs> about Eric Northman. This is in my soul. I have to get it out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I've tried to learn languages for boys that I've loved. Check. Um, <laughs> tell me. Always try to learn another language. Tell me about your first big relationship and uh, where you think your self-esteem and your builds and who you are really. My builds. Your build. Oh. Your build. Because you're six like foot. I got more build when I. Uh, I got more bills when I got no, a job. Tell me how it affected it. Tell me your thoughts on love versus your your being full figured. Like, talk to me. Don't be afraid to open up. <laughs> tell, tell me what you're feeling. <laughs> um, well, I think. Sorry, I just crashed into the mic with my. <laughs> with my team. My bad. I definitely think, especially at a younger age, my size in general affected probably pursuit of relationships even. Like, um, I forget what it was you told me. I can't say friend zone. Yeah. Yeah, friend zone's not a real thing. I got put, I was just friends with a lot of people. (laughs) That's a good way of saying it. Um... And, you know, a lot of that, I guess, I don't know, like, it was probably mostly me. So when it came into, like, the years of, like, teenage drinking and stuff, I probably got some, like, beer courage and made out with some dudes. Um, (laughs) Chuck being one of them eventually. Don't Did drink you have until a lot? <laughs> Actually, don't drink until you're 25 because that's when your brain is fully developed and can handle alcohol. Really? Yeah, you shouldn't do Spoiler anything until alert. you're 25. Okay, well, I did the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> did you have boyfriends? Is Levi hurting you? Like, like sixth grade? Yeah, there was that. This one's my boyfriend, but nothing like substantial. It was pretty much just like zero to Chuck. In my life. <laughs> like, there's no one I can think back to that I was like, yeah, that was a pretty. I had all consuming crushes that we Again. learned different languages for. Yeah, that I might have like started liking certain bands for or whatnot. Who was your sixth grade boyfriend? Oh, I don't even, can't even with that. What did you, uh, did you, uh, go on dates? <laughs> Or was it it just like, we're going out? We went to the movies. (laughs) And saw, like, Ernest went to something. Yes! (laughs) My favorite Ernest movie is Ernest Goes to Camp. It might have been that. Ernest went to something. Didn't he go to jail at one point? He did go to jail. Ernest did something on this date. Um, Yeah, it wasn't, listen, it was really, it was not... It wasn't groundbreaking. It wasn't like... No, there was lots of making out. <gasps> really? No, not with that. Oh. In my life. <laughs> in my life. Okay. Get it, girl. We're artists. But the other thing is, too, and, like, there was no one substantial enough. Like, when I think back, like, me and Chuck have been together for 20 years. Like, I don't really... There might have been people right before him. 
I don't know. It, not, nothing was groundbreaking. Yeah. So, yeah, it was never, it was like Tris It was casual there. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was no pressure. No, because I, like, think back and I'm like, there's no one who really, like, I really think back and I was like, oh, my God, they were, they were something else. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, so it was, yes, my size definitely affected it, though, in both ways, you know, especially, like, being, like, the tallest girl in school, like, that was, like, never gonna amount to anything at that time. Um, There wasn't, like, a super tall dude? No. No. No, and if he was, he was probably, like, on the basketball team, and I was, like, the weird art girl. Like it was ne- it was never going. Yeah, there was a cute guy in my. I house. just want you I to feel know. Like there's a rom com in there somewhere. I just want you to know <laughs> that that basketball player wants the weird art girl. They're just afraid to go outside of what their friends think. I think a lot of times that those boys want to date other kinds of girls, but they're kind of stuck in this. You gotta stay in the clique. Yeah. I mean, I'm not worried. Of, you know, of course I'm not worried about it now. I won. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I won. <laughs> okay. Surprise. Nina, who was your first boyfriend? Um, well, I had, like, um, like Megan's sixth grade boyfriend. I had a end of eighth grade boyfriend <laughs> we like didn't even see each other we like <laughs> talked on the phone a couple times and like i had a separate phone line have you guys ever had that? yeah no i, had a I wasn't separate phone line in my room with my own number i thought it was the coolest thing it is the coolest thing so yeah so i used to like talk we used to talk on the phone but like that was it and like because we weren't in school anymore it's not like we saw each other so we actually had to like hang out and it never worked out like do you want to go to the beach or you know something stupid it was like two weeks um but then like my first real boyfriend was the end of well like the last half of my freshman year I was dating someone significantly older (laughs) (gasps) Ooh, what's significant (laughs) Um, well, I was 14 and he was 18 turning 19. Nina is pretty red right now. <laughs> I just want to say. <laughs> you were dating a 19 year old? But we turned 19 at the end of his senior year. That, okay, so the. And he was in the band. It doesn't count. <laughs> oh, no. Band geeks are the freaks. In high school. <laughs> You're welcome. You were a cheerleader and you were dating the band? Freshman sophomore year. (laughs) And then I was in band and, you know, then I... The tables have turned. Yeah. Yeah, Nina was getting it in in, while I was an incel. I'm... (laughs) (laughs) She's bright red. Nina is bright red. (laughs) Um, But, yeah. I mean, that lasted like three, four months. He was a lifeguard at um, Boy Scout camp. And he cheated on me with another girl lifeguard. So I mean, it all worked out. I was not that devastated. Yeah, I want something. Um, But then I kind of then I got into another relationship that was like a year, and then like another after that. So it was kind of like every yeah. Were you like one of those girls who never didn't have a boyfriend in high school? Yeah. 
kind of. But that's it. Like it only spanned <laughs> like four years of having boyfriends, and then that was I mean, it. still, I'm very similar to Megan. <laughs> but in that, that was I it. Like I was like I was nerdy and weird, and I'm still nerdy and weird. But like that was my peak. Yeah. Like fourteen to <laughs> fourteen mean, to like eighteen, nineteen. But I think that's a really. I was like peak. coming into myself and confident with myself, and I mean, I didn't. You know, whatever. But <laughs> but that was it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, I had broken up with my last boy. Well, he broke up with me. <laughs> that end, bastard. When I was, like, 18, 19. And then I didn't meet Mike until I was, like, 22. So that was another couple of years of just being Oh, single. my gosh. I have, like, nine years where I didn't even kiss anybody. <laughs> yeah. I'm, again, I mean, I'm, like, nine cells. years into this. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. Um, my first big relationship was uh, in uh, right after sixth grade the sum- in June or June or July uh, I used to know the exact date <laughs> I'm proud to say I no longer know that really but I could pull out my Ryan obsession book which is what I call my eighth grade seventh and eighth grade journal Here oh my go. gosh uh, Kevin has read it Hell, Ryan's read it. You let um, Kevin read your Ryan journal? What is wrong with you? So, oh my gosh. She's the summer, obsessed with him. The summer after sixth grade, um, I met this boy at the pool <laughs> in town. And uh, I fell madly in love with him. He had a girlfriend. So he had to break up with his girlfriend. And then he asked oh, me out. Wow. She was on vacation. What, like, this is she what, was like on 12, va- 13 years old? Yeah. Okay. She was on vacation when I met him. <laughs> she came home I'm from va- she came home from vacation, and he's like, "Yo, we gotta break up." And then he was like, "Hey, do you want to be my girlfriend?" And she I was- probably got like a shell necklace made on the boardwalk with their names, and then like came home yeah. and was like, "Oh, we're broken up." I mean, I can ask her. She has taught both my niece and my nephew in school. So and they failed that grade <laughs> both times. No, she's a really good teacher. She's really nice. Um, but yeah, so he broke up with her when she came home from vacation, and then he started going out with me. And uh, it was a blissful month and eleven days. <laughs> we held hands. We kissed yeah. on the lips. We did not really kiss. I wasn't ready for that. He had already kissed people, but mm-hmm. I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, ready for that stage mm-hmm. of my life mm-hmm. I was very open about that mm-hmm. I'm not ready for your tongue in my mouth that is bullshit what's bullshit <laughs> you make it out with every kid in- no 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 lip to lip I wasn't ready for any French action okay. <laughs> I could so kiss you're him you're only willing to force your lips on other yes. people not your tongue yeah I wasn't <laughs> ready for tonguing okay. <laughs> so we kissed we went to the movies we went to see Super Mario Brothers at the Dollar Theater <laughs> My friends came with us and they made fun of how like his arm hurt for having it around me the whole time. (laughs) His mom dropped him off and I hid behind my friends. I was wearing a blue and white vertically striped denim sleeveless shirt button up with some hot pink lipstick and some jean shorts. And we saw Super Mario Brothers and it was the worst movie ever <laughs> uh, but that was my first date movie so uh a month and 11 days or month and 10 days in i went to a birthday party with my friend at my friend's cousin's house and i met all these different boys that i'd never met before <laughs> and we played spin the bottle and i kissed one and i was like do you remember feeling guilty were you like oh no 
Yeah. Oh, no. I totally felt guilty. And I also was like, there are so many other boys that I could be kissing. Why am I dating somebody? <laughs> that was I my thought. I you had that thought at like 13. That was like, my you thought. Were like, okay. Why am I hitching my wagon to this horse <laughs> when there's so many other horses out there for me to hitch with? So I broke up with Ryan. I told him that I kissed somebody else. I would say within 48 hours, I regretted it horribly. <laughs> Because none of those boys from that party liked me. Yeah. <laughs> Nor was it, like, logical that I would ever see them again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I broke up with uh, uh, what would then be the love of my high school life. Because I did not stop loving Ryan until I was well out of high school. To the point where... Did you date anybody else? No. So, so all those horses in eighth grade, you, in eight, no, I was no longer, I was no longer interested in other horses. So in eighth grade, this guy, Sean, who was a year younger than me, but was very cute. And I think he failed. Like mm-hmm. he was a bad boy. He had a mohawk. Oh, okay. He was punk yeah. rock. Mm-hmm. He asked me out. Okay. He asked me out like third period. Mm-hmm. And I said, yes. I was like, uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and then by eighth period, I had changed my mind and I broke up with him. I didn't even see him between those those bells. <laughs> and I broke up with him because I was like, what if Ryan decides that he's in love with me now and I'm going out with somebody else? I can't do that. I'll miss my chance. So I broke up with Sean. No, I was like fatal attraction crazy. My journal is insane. My journal is like, one day is like, I'm so in love with Ryan. The next day it's like, Ryan was mean to me. I hate him. And then (laughs) it's just like this bipolar paradise. Um, The making of an incel. I was very, (laughs) I was very open about my love for Ryan. He knew I loved him. Um, In, in high school, uh, this other girl in our youth group, because we went to church together, mm-hmm. she, I could tell she liked him. <laughs> I could tell she liked him. And I thought maybe he liked her too. And we were about to go on like a, a youth group trip. And I was so nervous and upset about it that mm. Marnie, who we've discussed before, also yes. known as Marley in some cases, <laughs> she wrote Ryan a note and asked her that if he's going to go out with Ruth to not ask her out until after the trip. Because I would be really upset. And I handed him this note in the middle of high school. And it was like, from it was just, hey, Ryan, this is Marnie. <laughs> it's okay if you like Ruth, but could you wait until after? <laughs> so, if Ruth, you're listening to this. I'm sorry oh my about God. that. <laughs> oh, my God, Jamie. <sighs> so, not only did I ruin my own relationship, I ruined relationships he could have possibly had. But we were friends. We were friends. He helped move me out of my freshman dorm. Like, we were friends the whole time. He has read my 7th and 8th grade diary. Because it's that insane. And I'm just that open about my feelings. That's good. They are looking at me like I am the scariest human being (laughs) on the planet right now. I mean, I'm a little worried. (laughs) That's not okay. But that's all right. Whatever you want. I did eventually get a boyfriend. I went out... I went out with a guy like my senior year right after high school. You're not standing outside of Ryan's window at night. No. (laughs) And I did move on. Um, But that was just like my big, that was my big like middle school, high school, I'm never letting this go. Yeah. (laughs) Love. 
<laughs> well, that's good. Um, yeah. <laughs> so tell me about meeting your husband. Anyone? I'll go. <laughs> I can go too. I just. Um, so, um, me and Chuck work together. Um, we have like an interesting meeting story. Um, we worked together for years. He was night shift or he was day shift. I was night shift. I actually, Chuck had a son young, like when he was like 21 and I worked with his baby mama and she used to say, uh, I guess they were kind of like on the outs at that point, but she used to say, you should get with my freak boyfriend. Like, cause she was like a Guido, like Jersey Shore, not really like Jersey Shore, but more like. South Philly? I guess so. <laughs> so, fast forward a couple of years, um, me and my friends were talking one day and we're like, you know, Chuck during the day, he's, he's kind of cute. Um, <laughs> but he was still weird and quiet. <laughs> so I used to, because Chuck always has always been in a band and he would like, I don't know how we knew or whatever, but I would call him the head schwanger instead of the head banger. <laughs> and I would like write it on boxes. I'd be like, that damn head schwanger. Like he was my self-imagined arch enemy. <laughs> <laughs> like he had no idea who I was. And like my life was like, I'm going to bring down that head schwanger. <laughs> so one of my friends ended up moving the day shift and I don't know. We got word that Chuck thought she was cute or whatever. And she was dating someone at the time. So it wasn't that big of a deal. We all ended up going out together and I had devised this plan that I'm going to hook up with the head schwanger <laughs> so that I could come back and tell everybody I did it. <laughs> so we all went out and like, it was fine. And I come up with this awesome plan. I had drew, driven with my friends. And I was like, leave me here. I'm going to get a ride home with Chuck. Like, hadn't even spoken to Chuck at this point. <laughs> like, just oh very God. briefly at the bar, like, would say, like, dumb shit. <laughs> so I saunter up to him, and I'm like, can you give me a ride home? He says, yes. <laughs> he takes me home. I'm like, do you want to come in for a little bit? I lived with my parents at this time. So we're hanging out. And immediately I swear like what I had devised as a plan as like the greatest joke of all time like I immediately got kicked in the non-existent balls <laughs> because Chuck was like the awesomest dude on the planet um I, I was like telling I was saying something to him about like being tall and fat and he's like is that really that big of a deal and like instantly I'm like Oh my god, I'm so in love with this dude. <laughs> so I proceeded to burp his name to impress him. As one does. As one does. And we wonder why my dating life was non-existent. <laughs> Luckily, I found the one who liked it. And then eventually, I said, so um, are we going to make out or what? So then we made out. Yes. <laughs> um, then... Then um, I gave him my number, 
And he called. Um, but I, what does well, that mean? What's a call? Call. Call. Like a call. phone call? What is that? Does that happen? Is that a thing? Yeah, it was <laughs> years ago. Years ago. Oh, I'm was. just kidding. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to confuse you. He had to walk you. to the 7-Eleven to use the payphone. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I'm oh, sorry. but like that night I would have married him. Like, Aww, I sweet. fell hard and fast for me old man. Aww. For that the head swanger. For the head swanger. I know. That was That's supposed so to be a joke. crazy. Like, oh, he got me. Jokes, <laughs> jokes on you. Jokes on you. I still think, I always, like, I'm like, I'm like, is this a joke, Chuck? He's like, yep, I'm going for 25 years. <laughs> All my friends are going to laugh. <laughs> yeah, so that's how that, so then um, we had a fast and furious relationship. There were moments that I was, like, so unsure that I was like, there's no way a guy this perfect could like me. Because I had so much just self-doubt that there was times that I was like, I think I'm going to break up with this dude because I don't want it to go much further mm-hmm. like, and <clears throat> be really hurt by it. But I kind of just went with the process. Three months later, we got engaged. Eleven months later, we got married. Nineteen years later, we're still married, and we've been together for 20 years. So there's a lot of numbers there, but <laughs> it's worked out pretty well so far. Do you still feel any, just like asking for a friend, uh, do you still feel uh, any uh, self-conscious about your uh, body or your height or your anything else when you're with him? Not as much. Chuck is very, very good about, I don't want to say good, it just like is a natural thing. Like I'll go to like hide myself and he's like, He'll say, like, oh, this sounds so gross to say. Like, I love your body. That's Maybe not don't... gross. I mean, I was expecting gross. Yeah. And that was not, like, let me see that ass. No, <laughs> but it sounds like, le- like, I make it sound like lecherous. Like, I love your body. Yeah. Maybe if I said it in that voice. <laughs> instead Does he of say saying, it in that voice? No. No. But he's, like, so good about, like, baby, don't ever lose that ass. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh, no, it's like so good even after this long, like we are still like madly in love with each other and I like it. I like it. Good times. No, I, I like that love thing. You guys should try it. Leonardo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nina. Um, so I met Mike when I was living at home with my parents. Um, I was... Working at a Mexican restaurant. Nice. Yes. And um, a girl that I had met there as, you know, another waitress, we became really close friends and she was going to college like an hour and a half away to a part of South Jersey I never knew existed. (laughs) So, um, you know, so we got close. We were hanging out all the time. So when I would go visit her, she had obviously had college friends, you know, and... um, Mike was part of this like friend group that she had and like she had one of those townhouses and then she, he'd come over for parties like she would have like friends giving like that kind of stuff and he was always kind of there so it was like we knew each other but he was always like super quiet and you know he had like the long curly hair and the band t-shirts and like <laughs> I totally thought he was like the coolest thing <laughs> and um but he was always quiet he was nice um 
And then uh, he, I think he was dating somebody at the time, like when we first met. And then was she on vacation? She was. <laughs> she, <laughs> no, she was not on vacation. Okay, she went okay. to school with them. Um, she broke his heart, actually. Yeah, it was that sad. bitch. I know. Fuck you, <laughs> Mike Heartbreaker. So, uh, right. <laughs> You'll get yours. <laughs> um, but um, so we knew each other for like a year, like you know, just acquaintances. I wouldn't even call us like friends. We weren't like texting or anything. We would we would talk on AIM for anyone that's nice over the age of thirty. AIM for life. <laughs> so we would instant message each other, you know, just bullshit, and then. Um, I had gone on vacation with a girlfriend of mine and I think I just like annoyed her the whole time with like, what should I do? Do you think I should say anything? I think I like him. Does he like me? And like, not the same girl that introduced us, like somebody else. And she was just like, what, what's the harm? And cause I'm like, I don't know. I wasn't, that wasn't my peak time at 22. <laughs> my prime, I was past my prime. 16 was like my prime. So at 22, I was like nervous. Of course you're nervous and self-conscious. And um, so I had, I had built up enough courage to say something, but not to his face. <laughs> and also not while he was actively online. I waited till his away message was up. <laughs> I said this. Don't do that to yourself. Don't Don't do do that that to yourself. Do not do that. It was the worst. Because, like, once I sent, it was just, like, you know, stupid. Like, oh, I, you know, I like you. I just want to get to know you more. Something stupid like that. And then I sent it, and I was just, like, full, like, flop sweat. (laughs) Did you sign off immediately? Absolutely. I signed off immediately. Immediately. Um, And then, sorry, I just clapped in everyone's face. (laughs) Um, but then I didn't hear from him. Like, then that was it. It was radio silence. I didn't hear him from him online. I didn't get, like, a text. I don't even know if he had my number at that point. I was just like... Because yeah. then I was like, well, that was friggin' stupid. It could have been anybody. Because he was commuting back and forth to school. So, like, he... You know, it was, like, a family computer that he could have, you know... <gasps> what if his mom read it and, like, printed it out for him? I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like, that was dumb. I didn't even know if he got it. Yeah. So then like a week, like literally a whole week went by and then I got an email. He sent me an email back and was like, he's like, I'm sorry. I'm really like, I'm really dumb with this kind of stuff. I didn't know. I really, it was like, I'm really flattered by what you said. <laughs> yeah. So at first I thought it was going to be like, oh, like, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. But, um. He was like, yeah, no, I'd like to get to know you more. That would be fun. Like, you know, we're, we're like so corny and stupid. <laughs> and then, <laughs> so, but we were like, how is this going to work out? We live like an hour and a half apart, you yeah. know? So the girl that had introduced us, it was her birthday the next month. So she had like a party at her house and we like hung out and just talked. And it was like super awkward because it was like, so like. I like you and you like me. Like, what do you talk about now? It's it's easier when you don't like each other when you just make conversation. So yeah. It was like it was like awkward and sweet and cute for like three months, <laughs> <laughs> and then like we finally figured out that we were dating. <laughs> I think like the Mike's assumption from like the start was that we were dating. Yeah. You know, I mean, because again, we were 
living so far apart that we'd only see each other on the weekends. And at first we weren't even staying over on the weekends. So we'd like drive over an hour and a half, go to like dinner and a movie and then drive all the way back home and then not see each other or really talk to each other because he was in summer school. Like he was taking classes at college over the summer. But I think that was just his assumption. Like I was just supposed to know that we were dating. Yeah. <laughs> and all, like all my friends, every time we'd hang out, they're like, so are you guys dating? What's going on? And I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, oh my God, you're such a loser. <laughs> just ask him. <laughs> So. That's when your friend comes in and is like, are you dating Nina? Right. That's what yeah. I would have done. Yeah. That's she was you got to tag someone some, in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was good. But then, you know. Yeah. And our first four years was just seeing each other on the weekends. Oh, wow. Yeah. Until we moved in together. So that was. Oh, wow. You guys only saw each other on the weekends. Then yeah. You moved in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And then you still got married. Yeah. Oh, it took me a long time to get Mike to marry me. <laughs> you guys were married in like three days. Mine was like 10 years. 10 really was like 10 years. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. We only saw each other on the weekends, talked to each other sometimes during the week. And then that was it. And then we moved in together. And here we are. <laughs> here we are. A house, a dog later. We're still going. So, yeah, that's my story. Awesome. <laughs> so I'm the only one in the group that had to endure uh, online app dating. <laughs> endure. <laughs> it is an endurance. It is It is like a marathon. It's mm-hmm. not something that is in any way easy. Uh, you think it's going to be easy because you're like, oh, it's like ordering off of Amazon. Right. <laughs> this is what it's I like, like ordering a pizza. <laughs> yeah. This is who I am. This is what I like. Yeah. Um, okay, tall, dark, and handsome. I, you know, <laughs> after, after I got through my Ryan obsession, I went to college. I graduated from a Bible college. So most of the women at my college were uh, there for an MRS degree. Mm-hmm. So What's that? Uh, Mrs. Degree, they just wanted to get married. Most of my friends got married very quickly uh, during college. Really? Yeah, I was in a lot of weddings in college. Um, even Is my friends. So they could do it. Yes. It's yeah. It's because yeah because they weren't allowed to have sex until they got married, so they all got married. Oh my god. Um, some of them are still together. Um, okay. I also had friends here that were uh, very religious that also got married very quickly at a young age. Um, I did not. I uh, didn't meet anybody in college. I did meet somebody that I liked, but uh, I couldn't learn Brazilian Portuguese. <laughs> It's a tough language. I can co-sign on that. I also like this other boy who was, I have like a thing for AV nerds. Like I really like AV nerds. And he was part of the AV team. And uh, I made my roommate a shirt that said, ask Jamie out. And she would wear it to the class that she had with him. He he did not ask me out. Other people asked me out, but they were just jokes. None of them were serious. So it did not work. Um, but I, I ended up making a lot of shirts that said, ask Jamie out. Cause other people requested them <laughs> to this that's day. Awesome. That's my YouTube username is ask Jamie out. <laughs> um, so like, I've always been real aggressive about my feelings, yeah. but like after college, I didn't really meet anybody. Um, my age, I kind of lived on the internet for a few years where like, I didn't even have real life friends until I started working at Barnes and Noble. Mm -hmm. Um, I have one friend from high school that I'm really close with. 
uh, Marnie, and I have one friend from college, Jolene, that I'm really close to. And other than that, Mm -hmm. I didn't really stay in touch with anybody. Right. Or we just grew apart. Like, mm-hmm. I have a really good friend, Kristen, from that I've known since sixth grade. But we, we just went in different directions. She's yeah. got five kids under six. Oh, and I, yeah. You're like... And I don't have time for okay. that. <laughs> no, I love her. I love her. It's just a different life. Yeah. Um, but, but, like, yeah, you just kind of grow apart from people. Um, so, like, I really didn't have any way to meet people. Mm-hmm. And I found that really frustrating. And Kim, who I'd met with uh, Barnes & Noble, we we were around the same age. I think we're a year apart. And she was just like, oh, all of your friends are married with babies? Mine, too. <laughs> I need somebody to go see movies with. So we started <laughs> hanging out because yeah. we were like, oh, we're in the same position. Yeah. Um, and then uh, one day, Kim had, had signed up for online dating. And she's like, you should sign up. She's like, boys give you compliments. <laughs> and I'm like, that sounds great. Right. Um, <laughs> so I hadn't been with anybody since my high school, like my, my senior year boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I hadn't dated anybody. I think I made out with one of my friends at one point just to break my nine year uh, dry spell. <laughs> I was like, hey, friend, let's make out for a while just so I can say I've kissed somebody in the last decade. Um, and then other than that, I was just like alone. So I was like, sure, I'll go online. We both had no, um, no plan to date anybody, mm-hmm. but we signed up for OkCupid. Um, I, uh, two weeks later went on my first OkCupid date. <laughs> nice. Okay. That went quick. Even though I had no intention, I was just like, oh, this boy's talking to me and he's right? nice and I like him and I'm going to go out with him. Yeah. So I started the long, painful journey of online dating. Mm-hmm. Um, I think painful it was painful in what sense? So I think, I think it was painful for me because of things I did to myself at mm-hmm. first. So some of the things I did at first was I wasn't really true to myself with who I was. I was still living that kind of high school mentality of I have to convince people to like me. Yeah. Like either either I'm going to convince somebody to like a fat lady yeah. or they're going to have a fetish for fat ladies. Mm-hmm. And I don't want a fetish for fat ladies. So yeah. I'm going to convince somebody who likes normal looking girls, quote unquote, to like me. Mm-hmm. I used to say this line like why bother marrying a skinny girl? She's just going to turn out to look like me and at least I have a personality. <laughs> What a, what a tagline. <laughs> At least I'm a good time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, so I think some of the problems I had at first were that I was, I wasn't conveying myself. Like I put that I was quote unquote curvy, mm-hmm. but that means different things to different people. Right. Like some men think curvy is a size eight mm-hmm. right. and you just happen to have an ass and tits. Right. Um, whereas I was taking curve, curve, like Tarjay. You you I am, curvet. I am yeah. curve. Um, so I was taking curvy as I'm a plus size girl. So, and I do have an ass and tits. I just mm. also happen to have weight everywhere else as well. Right. Um, <laughs> so I think at first I was kind of trying to hide the real idea of who mm-hmm. I was. Uh-huh. I took a lot of MySpace angles. They made me feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. That's great. And then I would go out on these dates and I would stress the fuck out because mm-hmm. I'd be like, they're going to walk in and I'm going to see their face drop. I'm going to mm-hmm. see the disappointment yeah. in their eyes. Now, to That's be fair, be to be fair, the guys I went out with, like, 
well, I could tell a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like as dr- I thought they were going to be like, you cow and throw a milkshake at me and run out. <laughs> um, they, yeah. they, they were very nice. Uh, I went out with a lot of guys that I just had no spark with. I went out with guys who liked me and I wasn't into them. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually I started just putting uh, full pictures of myself. Mm-hmm. Not not because I was like, oh, they deserve to know. Mm-hmm. But because it was better for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't stress out as much. Yeah. These guys knew who I was. Yeah. Right. They knew what I looked like. I didn't have to like keep my fingers crossed that they wouldn't be disappointed by right. my size 20 jeans. Yeah. Um, I am no longer a size 20 jean, sadly. <laughs> All the days. Oh, back in the day the when I was a size 20. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I think I did a lot of that to myself. And I did, like, I, I had told the story previously about a guy who was like, why don't you have a full, full picture? And I told him I was a mermaid where I would tell people I was a pirate and I had a peg leg. Like I just did everything I could to avoid showing my calves for some reason. Like you can see that I had boobs and I had thicker arms like right. in the pictures. There's mm-hmm. still selfies. But right. Like right. I don't know why I was trying so hard to hide who I was mm-hmm. other than the fact that in my brain, in my heart, in my soul, I thought it was my job to convince somebody yeah. to like right. something that they don't like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, 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 it's funny, I was talking to my brother-in-law about, he's interviewing for jobs for the first time in 13 years, and mm-hmm. he's like, how am I going to, how am I going to do this? Like, how am I going right. to impress them? Mm-hmm. And he said something that I was like, this is how I feel about dating. Is he was <laughs> like, I just realized that I just need to answer the way I, I would answer, because if they don't want to be, if they don't want to hire me, I don't want to work for that group. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if the, if I can't do anything for them with what I believe and who I am and how I work, then it's not going to work anyway. Right. And I was like, that's exactly how I feel about dating. Like, why am I trying to convince these men to fall in love with me or mm-hmm. fall in love with my body mm-hmm. when this isn't what they want? Why don't I just wait for somebody who actually wants right. to be with me? Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, right, but when you, you know, when you don't know when that you don't that's think an option, it's ever going to happen. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's so much of it is mm. like I'm grateful I don't to do that now because surprise to me. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I was like, guys do not like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I did the uh, the thing I think is important about online dating is that you don't have to do it constantly. Like, mm-hmm. give yourself breaks if you're doing online dating and you're finding yourself frustrated. You know, my number one thing would be, obviously, be true to yourself. Be yourself. You want somebody who wants you. You don't want somebody who wants, you know, this made-up version of yourself that's eventually going to fade away anyway. Right. So if you're thinking long-term, if you're thinking about getting, you know, getting some some man for the night, do whatever you want. But if you're thinking long-term, be Mm -hmm. true to yourself. Yeah. (laughs) You want somebody to fall in love with you. Mm -hmm. Um, But then the second thing is, is take breaks. Like you don't right. always have to be logged I feel like into you that. You get burned out really easily. Oh, you get yeah. burned like after your fourth or fifth like mm-hmm. bad date. And mm-hmm. I didn't have any like truly bad dates. It was nice guys who yeah. I just didn't have a spark with. Mm-hmm. Um, you get you get tired. Yeah, <laughs> and you get tired of the guys because <laughs> yeah. there will be guys that text you or email you just to say like like I had a picture of me holding a birthday cake and they were like, put down that birthday cake. You're too fat. Oh. And, like, they do that just to be, like, some people are just trying to be mean. And you just kind of have to realize 
you don't know that person. That's some guy on the internet or girl. They, who cares? Right. Who cares what they think? You don't know them. They could be the worst human being on the planet. Right. So let's just assume that's what they are and move on in life. <laughs> right. Um, right. But so I would take breaks. Um, I went out with a guy right before, um, or no, I went out with this guy and, uh, and he just walked me around the mall. We didn't eat dinner. Like the old couples that do like the power walking around. Kind of. Like I ended up shopping. Like I bought stuff for myself. I was like, if I'm going to be here. Right. But like we didn't get dinner or anything. After like an hour and a half, he's like, do you want to get dinner? And I was just like, you know what? I think I'm just going to go. Like I am tired. I had a long day. Mm -hmm. And so I drove immediately to my friend Kim's house. (laughs) And said, take me to the diner. (laughs) (laughs) I'm starving. I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. This guy was very nice. He wasn't my type. He was way shorter than he said he was going to be. Height isn't super important. Unless it's a little like, I just prefer to be the same height as somebody. Just because I already feel like the Incredible Hulk. And it's hard (laughs) And it's hard for me to look down on somebody then and be like, oh, man. like I feel like I, I'm also so aggressive that if somebody was smaller than me, I would just destroy them. <laughs> I would pick them up and throw them in the walls. <laughs> yeah. But you're allowed to have preferences too, just as if mm-hmm. someone thinks yeah. that you're going to be skinnier than you are, if you think someone's going to show up and be taller than they are. Yeah. Um, so I went, so I went on that date and then I was like, I'm done. I just have one more date after this. I'd already made a date with this other guy. And I was like, after this date, I'm shutting it down Mm -hmm. and I'm taking a break. And that date was Kevin, my husband. Kevin. (laughs) You made it. Um, He asked me what my uh, dream date would be. And my response was one where I don't have to make any decisions. (laughs) So this, this man is from Texas by way of Oklahoma and New York ended up in Philly <laughs> and then I'm like make up a date for me in New Jersey <laughs> it's like, I don't even know anything so he planned this date and I went and we spent like three hours in this Thai restaurant just talking he told me multiple stories about pumping his own gas in New Jersey <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then he tried to end the date and I was like are you trying to end this date? <laughs> <laughs> the aggressive Jamie's back. And he was like, he was like, well, I don't want to like, I don't want to like have you get tired of me. And I was like, I'm not ready to end this date. And like, I was just like so aggressive about it. And then we had been in this restaurant. But that's because like, that means you felt comfortable with him. Oh yeah, immediately, immediately. Yeah. Well, at first he wouldn't look at me. He stared at the menu oh, for the first like five God. minutes, and then when he stopped, he was like very focused. And I was like, in my brain, I was like, he's not looking at me because he thinks I'm gross mm-hmm. or he thinks I'm ugly. Right. I showed up to the state with a bright red and white polka dot dress on and Chuck Taylors. Okay, and girl, I was what you're working with. <laughs> I was talking to another man out front when he showed up (laughs) because I ran into some guy I knew. Last date before I shut him down. Let's go. I ran into some guy I knew, and I was like, "Steve, 
Steve. And then I'm talking to Steve and Kevin just walks by behind us and goes right into the restaurant. And I was like, oh, I fucked this up. So I'm like, I have to go. I think that's my date. And I like follow him in. He won't look at me for five minutes. And then after that, we're good. Yeah, we're good. Why wouldn't he look at you? Because he really wanted to focus and figure out what he wanted to eat before he started talking. What? <laughs> he really wanted to make make his decision, know what he wanted, and then he was, and then he focused on me. Well, that's good. A man knows <laughs> what he, you know, yeah. priorities. Um, but yeah, so we talked for three hours, and then at the end of the three hours, I was like, I felt bad because we were just taking up this table in this mm-hmm. little Thai restaurant. Yeah. And I was like, do you want to, I was like, if you promise not to murder me, I lived around the corner. I was like, you can come home. So you had your own place. <laughs> yeah. 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 So he promised not to murder me and he came oh, over and like we watched a TV show or something and then he kissed me Aww. and then we made a date for Friday. This was Wednesday. Oh. <laughs> so two days later we went on our second date Aww. and we've been quick. together pretty much every, ever since. Wow. We like to say that we fell in lesbian with each other <laughs> because we just like point. he we got engaged after three months. We didn't tell anybody we got engaged because what? I was nervous oh. about how people would react because yeah. I never really had any long term relationships because right. guys that I had dated even online or even before then, like if you're not the one for me, like, all right, let's move along. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't have time for that. Yeah. So we got engaged, we didn't tell anybody. And then like two weeks after we got engaged, we had a Halloween party and he got super drunk. (laughs) And he's laying on me like an infant (laughs) in this big chair and a half. And he's telling Kim how we're gonna get married and how we're in love. And I'm doing the sign behind him like of like guzzling a bottle, like he's drunk, he's crazy. To Kim. Yeah, because I'm like, Kevin, shut up. <laughs> we eventually did tell people, I told people kind of like one by one because I needed help because I didn't know how to plan a wedding Yeah, that I didn't want to have. I just wanted to elope. Yeah. Um, but then five months after we got engaged, we got married. And, and your family and his family were cool with it? Uh, yeah, no, everybody cool. was great. Yeah. Um, my family was just surprised that they got to meet him before I got married. <laughs> They always believed I would just come home and be like, this is my husband. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. I do have a wedding day twist, though. So we got, we had our reception at like a, we got married in a church, but then we had our reception at a fire hall. And my parents were at the fire hall getting it ready beforehand. And uh, my dad couldn't find like chairs or something. He needed help. And so he goes wandering around this firehouse and he sees the back of the fireman. So he's like, hey, hey, I have a question. Fireman turns around. It is none other than Ryan. It is Ryan, my seventh grade through 10th, 12th grade love. Oh, my gosh. He was a fireman in the firehouse that I had my wedding reception in. He did not try to stop my wedding. I was going to say, that's like there's a movie in there somewhere. <laughs> it was that so That would close. be the day that he was like, finally, I realized I love you. It would have been too late. Good. Good for yeah, Kevin. It would have been too late. Yeah. Kevin definitely, like, Kevin's the one that really proved to me, like, I don't have to convince. Me and Kevin both feel like we trap the other person. <laughs> Like, we really convince the other person to marry us fast yeah. so that they're stuck yeah. legally forever. I think that's kind of similar to how me and Chuck are. Like, in Chuck's head, he's like, God, I 
how did I score this dime piece? Yeah. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, he doesn't get it. <laughs> like, poor Kevin. Like, I feel bad for Kevin regularly for being Aww, married to Kevin. me. Because I'm just so annoying. I am so annoying. And uh, he puts up with me and he loves me. And, and he's definitely like, something he was really attracted to about me when we first met was the fact that I was so confident about mm-hmm. my body, even though... I'm a plus size gal. Mm. Like he had dated other plus size gals in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin has a very wide range mm-hmm. type. He likes skinny girls. He likes big girls. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but he, he was. I think he was pleasantly surprised that I was just like, "This is my body. Mm-hmm. This Boom. is it. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is it. Yeah. Like you don't have to turn around mm-hmm. when I'm in a bathing suit. It's cool. Right. <laughs> yeah. But that's nice to know that that there are people out there. Well, I think too, like, you know, speaking to that and it, you know, I don't, this is not only because of Chuck, but I think being in a relationship with someone else and kind of having to trust someone else kind of helped with my like metamorphosis into being comfortable with my body. Mm-hmm. Like when I, you finally, you get it when someone's telling you every day that you're beautiful, like mm-hmm. you got to kind of just, Yeah. You know, just trust it. So I that I so luckily I got married really young and I kinda got to kind of grow up and grow into it. Like with I somebody that you trust right with you. So I mean the person the insecure girl Chuck married is like this whirling dervish of a <laughs> of a woman now <laughs> Chugs would listen to this and be like oh yeah you were such a shrieking violet <laughs> <laughs> that's a lie that's but funny. internally there was a lot more struggle than there is now Yeah, and I do think again just trusting the process and trusting the relationship kind of helped me with that mm-hmm. yeah I feel like I, I had to get through my struggle alone it was just me and yeah. no men. No, but that's good. Yeah. Everyone has a different journey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like I said, I wish it happened earlier for me, mm-hmm. but, or if it wasn't, you know, I wasn't trying to like get it through like drunken bar makeout sessions. Mm-hmm. Oh, so much slobber. <laughs> trying to feel good about myself. <laughs> Do not get drenched in other people's slobber trying to make yourself feel good about yourself. Unless you're yeah, into no. it, then totally. I do mean, it. yeah, don't do it for that reason, but just do it because it's fun. Yeah. No, I mean, some of the slobber I got dressed, drenched in. <laughs> do you ever? Yes, yes, that's what I was looking for. When you have that memory of something you did that you're grossed out by and you just like. You're just like sitting by yourself and all of a sudden you're like, ugh. Yes. Ugh. Why did I do that? I have like a book of those. <laughs> Luckily, I was usually so drunk. There's just like a blurry memory, but I'm like, I know that wasn't good. No, everything I did was sober. I didn't drink until I was 27. Yeah, like I stopped at that point. Right. So I killed lose, all the brain cells beforehand. Yeah, like even though I didn't date anybody because mm-hmm. I was in love with Ryan, I still made out with people and mm-hmm. I still have those yeah. very big regrets about those people. Oh my gosh, so do I. <laughs> so many a hickey to explain. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> I never had hickeys. 
I don't think I ever had a hickey. I remember here, you guys are making me think of this crap. So I think oh, it was our like, fault. yikes. <laughs> no, because like I look back and I'm like, yeah, there was no one. And then I like remember these like moments. I like made out with some dude in like the backseat of my friend's car and I had this giant hickey and had to go to school with it the next day. <laughs> and I remember being in my math class and hearing this like little squirrely girl behind me say, who would make out with her? Uh. Yeah, and I remember thinking like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Obviously, somebody loser. Look at my neck. Where's your hickeys, right, bitch? Exactly. You wear that shit. God, I don't think I ever had hickeys. I wasn't. I didn't ever date any hickey people. Okay. Did you have hickeys? <laughs> Nina had hickeys. <laughs> Nina had hickeys, but Stop she won't me. tell us. <laughs> <laughs> me and Chuck have talked about that. We're like, when do hickeys stop? I never started. They, yeah. They, I mean, teenage years, it should be over. Yeah. I well, remember like when 20s, me and... I, I was going to say, I remember like, when not me and Chuck first like a, started I mean, dating. That's what you're into. Like, like I mean, a, believe me, they weren't as dark. No, no, no. But, I'm, <laughs> but I remember the occasional, what's that on your neck? And I'm like, I'm married with a hickey. Yeah. Like, wow. nothing big. Yeah. But there is a there is a point you learn to just not do it anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna go home and make Chuck give me a hickey. Or like makeup. Just wear makeup. No, I'm gonna look. You wanna show it. I'm That's your look like love bite. Yeah. Yeah. Some people know I was getting down. So I guess our our uh, <laughs> fat girl hack this week. We don't really have one. We do. We do? We do. We do. What is it? it is it some- it's um so the bottom line here is and i think the moral of our story is we're all worthy of some kind of love yeah and what we've all kind of i think found is it's much easier to love someone else when you love yourself first so isn't that what rupaul says yeah how the heck are you gonna love someone else when you can't love yourself thanks rupaul um, I did also want to, I brought, I, I read a book called Things They Don't Tell Fat Girls uh, by Jess Baker. And a lot of that has to do with uh, one of the things that they don't tell us is that we're worthy of love and mm-hmm. that we don't have to change ourselves to be loved and we don't have to convince people to love us and we don't have to, uh, you know, uh, deny ourselves mm-hmm. the pleasure of being loved. Because uh, I know a lot of girls that do the... Um, I know my mom turned down my dad when he asked her out because she thought he was joking. She thought he was being mean to her. Oh, my God. Like Megan and Chuck. (laughs) But she wasn't. Like, or he wasn't. He just really wanted to go out with my mom. But she was like, there's no way this hot, uh, hot, pimp-dressed Puerto Rican man (laughs) wants to go out with me. This this blonde-haired, blue-eyed flower child. (laughs) I, you know, I remember that happening to me in a bar once is me and my friend were walking to the bathroom and this guy grabs my arm and says, my my friend wants to talk to you. So in my normal reaction, I turned around and said, fuck you, (laughs) ripped my arm away and stormed off. And my friend behind me was probably like, yeah, fuck off. And one of his friends who was female, like ran into the bathroom and was like, no, he was serious and I'm like yeah well fuck him like that could only be my reaction yeah. was like to make it a street fight 
Like, still, I'm like, she gets like a pocket knife out. Making a joke out of me. (laughs) Fuck up your friend. (laughs) And it's so not necessary. Like, there are people that really do. Like, there are assholes that are going to make a joke out of you, Mm. unfortunately. But that happens to everybody. Everybody. It's not just us. Well, it's clearly happened to me enough that I'm like, fucking flip their table. Yeah. (laughs) Making fun of me, trying to buy me a drink. I had the thing. I didn't really get made fun of in that way. I did get, I did have a senior guy ask for my freshman school picture. And then he put me in the uh, hall of losers in his locker until my brother saw it. And he made them take it down because my brother, yeah, he asked for it. You were the cutest thing. (laughs) (laughs) I've been like, fuck you. I didn't write like a love note on it. I was just like, here you go, weirdo. I'm like, okay, you want my picture? Cool. And then it was like loser freshman in his locker. (laughs) Like, what a dork. (laughs) Like, when you look back, he probably saw that on like some teen drama and was like, taking notes on how to be cool in high school yeah Yeah. my brother definitely made him take my picture down because my brother was also a senior (laughs) so that was nice but um other than that like i didn't really get the fake fake outs as much as i was oblivious to the fact that boys liked me or anybody liked me boys Mm -hmm. girls it didn't matter Mm -hmm. um i would go out i remember i was at the movies with stacy and she got so mad because the guy at the concession stand was flirting with me. And she's like, how does he know we're not together? Like, she got super mad at him. And I was like, what are you talking about, first of all? Who was flirting? Like, I was just being polite. And she's like, he wanted to ask. Like, I never know when guys like me. Oh, I would never. Listen, I got to straight up ask you, like, do you want to make out? Yeah. I, I was at Barnes & Noble after I stopped working there to pick up a friend and it was me and and Kim and Casey and this guy comes over and starts talking to me about True Blood. I was very openly a True Blood fan, as we all know from my Eric Northman <laughs> fan fiction. Um, <laughs> but he he started talking to me about True Blood and what was going on with the seasons and blah 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 and I talked to him for like 15 minutes mm-hmm. and then at the end he goes, um, "So can I get your number?" And my response was, I slowly backed into the bookshelf behind me and said the words, um, I'm awkward. (laughs) No, you didn't. I did. I was like, I don't know. And he got like freaked out and left. And first my friend Kim was like, you don't know that man. Like, I thought you knew him. You've been talking to him for 10 minutes. And I'm like, I can talk to anybody about True Blood. Like, whatever. He obviously knows me from when I worked here. Um, But yeah, she was like, what did you just do? And then I'm like, maybe I should have given him my number. So then I went back and gave him my card, which says Jamie Ramirez, evil genius, with my phone number and my email address. Please note, never called me. (laughs) I can't imagine why. But I fully like, it's like that uh, gif of Homer backing into the bushes. It's like that. But it's me in a bookshelf and saying while I like creep my hands in front of me like, um, I'm awkward. Kim has never let me forget it. She tells everyone. She told Kevin that story the first time she met him. Like, it's a great, it's a great time. I'm very awkward. That's funny. I didn't, to be fair, I didn't want to go out with him. Mm -hmm. 
And that's why I got super awkward. Like, I think if I was into him, I would have been like, sure, here you go. Or maybe a little less confident than that. (laughs) But I didn't know how to turn him down. But then I also still had that thought in my head of nobody asks for my number. I should give this dude my number that I just talked to in Barnes and Noble for 20 minutes. Like... That's why I went back and gave him my number because I'm like, I'm looking a gift horse in the mouth. Right. (laughs) And that's like the, yes, it's so hard not to do. I mean, I think that's for anybody, though. It's like, this may never happen again. I better jump on it. Um, But yeah, I wouldn't know if someone was flirting with me. Yeah. They could make out with me and I'd be like, "Mm." they don't like me. They're just (laughs) in it for the mouth. They just want to press their mouth to mine. They don't love my heart. They're trying to take a DNA test from my mouth. (laughs) They're laying their primitive alien eggs in my body. This is the second time someone plants their alien eggs. (laughs) Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Guess I'm having some alien babies. <laughs> so should we just finish up with talking about that friggin' article? Oh yeah. So this is where we start. Fat girl current events. <laughs> That's my newsroom. So that noise, so occasionally in work, I'll stick a clip to the back of my calculator and I'll clip it on my shirt and go, people wabble, people wabble, like I'm a robot. People wabble, people wabble, like I'm a robot. Gets them every time. I love oh it. I love it. Um, all right. So this article, Jamie sent us this article. And it was not this one. It was about this mother who dropped her son off at daycare. She was trying to introduce him to new healthy foods that she wanted him to try. And he's a picky eater. He's a chubster probably. Right. So AKA the skinny kid next to him got to eat Cheetos for lunch. But this little chubber had to eat kale. Poor little dude. Um, No, but anyway, his mom, he's a picky eater, and his mom left a sweet note that, you know, what mommy's thinking of, tell him, what is it, please tell this kid that his mommy loves him so much and I'm thinking about him. So in, what ends up happening is for whatever reason, one of the um, daycare associates decides to scroll on the bottom of this note no put him on a diet and go away and sends it back in this kid's lunch like so you know there has been so many things of like someone is you know how there's all that shit on the internet that like oh like a waitress posts something and it's like they left this like nasty thing instead of a tip but then they find mm-hmm. out so many of them are fake mm-hmm. yeah so the messed up part about this is it really was true and the the employee was soon fired for admitting it but yeah that's the cunty thing she did i both find this very sad and very funny so the only reason i think it's funny is because the child cannot read it 
and therefore hopefully is not harmed from this. I just think it's so funny because like who the hell would give up their job for that? Like that's something that you don't put back in the lunch bag, but you like show your friends in the break room. Like this is a, this is chubby John's mom wrote this. And look at what I wrote back to that bitch. (laughs) Like you don't really send that. Right, like, what was the point of putting it back? Yeah, that's what gets me. What was she... That's why I thought it was fake, until you read that somebody did admit to it and was fired. Because that's, like, insane. Why (laughs) do you see it? Like, it just makes no sense. Like, I could see if you were... Like, if she was genuinely concerned and she was just like, listen... I noticed that you packed him four ice cream cones for lunch and nothing else. (laughs) Number one, they melted. (laughs) It was just ice cream soup. (laughs) And you didn't pack him a spoon. So maybe tomorrow, put a spoon in there. To be like, put your kid on a diet, go away. Like, like, what what? the fuck? Like, how bad is this poor kid? Do you think that the person who wrote it, like, didn't have a mom who loved them? (laughs) They should not be, like, enough to write notes. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, I hate this kid because his mom loves him and sent him hummus. I mean, it was probably a huge part of it. Like, because, I mean, even your note wasn't that good. You could have put way funnier shit. Right? Like, if you're going to get fired, make it worth it. Like, that steward, that that airport steward who, like, opened up the exit, like, slide and, like, jumped out with two (laughs) bottles of champagne. Like, go, if you're going to fuck up your career, go out big. Right. Not, like, your kid's fat, go away. Even if you're sending the message about me, make sure it's good. Yeah. Like, if you are going to make, you're going to send a note back on the note that my husband put in my lunch, make it good. Yeah, it makes no sense. Like, I ate your kid's Cheetos. No, I'm not going to tell him that his mom loves him. Like, it wasn't anything about his food or anything anyway. No. The note wasn't. Like, the original mom's note wasn't. No. So what was she saying no to? You know, she was like, No, I no, won't I'm not going to tell him that mom says hi. Fuck you. Like, what? Okay. Your kid hates you. That's what I would have written. <laughs> your kid I, hates I told, you. I told your son. And he and said, he fuck, said off. fuck off. <laughs> been good but yeah he said fuck your kale mom yeah that that makes sense what oh no what if the kid wrote the note to get the aide fired twist because he was like this bitch keeps feeding me kale yes when like aide number two over there who i used to have Mm -hmm. snuck me some goldfish he wants aide number two back we got to get aide number one fired Okay. Yeah, and the kid planned it all. Yeah. It's a heist. Definitely. <laughs> just to get some He had fish. one too many days of carrot sticks and hummus. He just wants those fucking goldfish. Right. He like Let the kid it have and a was goldfish. Like, Bitch, you think little kids like almonds? <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> You're fired, mom. And so is this aid. <laughs> I'm gonna get all of you fired. He's holding the daycare hostage because they won't fucking give him goldfish. He's hoping his dad fires his mom. He's like, Dad, we gotta get rid of her. Is this writing making you eat almonds too? He's writing nasty notes to his dad from his mom. (laughs) This kid is a genius. I was gonna say he's a complete 
evil genius. <laughs> I love it. Oh, so much better. Fuck you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the note's so stupid, because it was written by a five-year-old who's like, what can get this bitch in trouble? Right. Go, go away. Go away. <laughs> yeah. No. Go away. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. No, put him on a diet and go away. Poor kid. He had to put the put him in a diet on a diet so that his mom wouldn't suspect him. Because yeah. if he was like, give this kid some Cheetos, she'd be like, <laughs> he's like, Johnny, did, did you, you write, write this? this? <laughs> it's got like Cheeto schmear. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm glad he set her up instead of murdering her. Yeah. Right. He's five. I mean, he came up with this plan. Oh, okay. Are you putting murder past him? Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's the next step. Yeah. If this hadn't worked... Next. Well, you know, I'm reading through and it said, you know, she took him out of this daycare. He's probably like, fuck. She's going to keep up with these healthy lunches. <laughs> Is she going to believe it's going to happen at She sends one? him to Kerbo uh, daycare, which is the next thing that's going to happen. There's definitely going to be fat kid daycare. Fat daycare? Oh, no, no. Oh, my gosh. Kerbo fat kid daycare. Maybe we should open it. And then they come in and they see us and they're like, never mind. Fuck you. <laughs> and like, just kidding, kids. Have fun. Love yourself. Hot fudge. <laughs> what are you doing with that goddamn carrot stick? <laughs> Eat that cotton candy. <laughs> I didn't fluff that cotton candy for nothing. My teeth hurt, Miss Megan. <laughs> <laughs> My tummy aches. <laughs> Drink some soda. <laughs> Drink some soda. Here's some Coke. That'll no, make it all better. Once your teeth fall out, it'll be fine. <laughs> You're going to grow no new no ones pain. in. <laughs> Those are baby teeth. They're unimportant. <laughs> your adult teeth are so much better at chewing nerds. <laughs> I love oh it. God. I love it. I think it's a great idea. Nobody steal it. <laughs> Um, the other fat current event I wanted to bring up was Tim McGraw. <laughs> so Tim McGraw was uh, fat shamed by his child who called him bigger. He, uh, they had seen four Christmases together. Apparently Tim McGraw is in four Christmases. So his child said, you look big on stage or not on stage on screen, which could have just been like. You look jacked, Dad. Like, there's a giant version of you in front of me on a screen. Right. Like, yeah, Like, anybody looks big on screen. Right. Um, so he took that as he's too fat, and he lost a bunch of weight by no longer eating fast food. Mm-hmm. So the thing that I don't like about this article, and many articles that are very similar to this, is that it makes it seem like it is that easy. Mm-hmm. And it also brings up, like... Do you think Bill Maher's proud of Tim McGraw's daughter for fat shaming him? Absolutely. Like, do you think this is what this Bill Maher was talking about? Bill Maher was like, you know what I'm thankful for this year? Tim McGraw's daughter. <laughs> for proving that fat shaming yeah, works. works. She is a major operative in the fat shaming army. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, Tim McGraw's daughter. So good for Tim McGraw. I don't know why he's acting. Isn't he a country star? <laughs> But uh, good for you for losing some pounds by just not eating fast yeah. food. If it were that easy for the rest of us, I think we'd be good right. with that, too. Um, 
But yeah, also maybe teach your daughter not to fat shame people. Right. right. Or your son. Right. Or your child. There was no mention of him. Right. Like she was the impetus to this weight loss. But it was never like, oh, but I explained to her that this, this, and this. People have different bodies. I wasn't feeling good anyway. And this is why I started it. Yeah. And never mind that he's like a millionaire and has access to chefs and gyms and mobile anything Man. that he wants. So, Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, it's it's very hard to take it seriously or to But yeah, no hate towards Tim McGraw's kid. Like I said, she oh, might yeah. no, they might have just a, been like daddy's on a movie screen. Right, You're right, big. You're right, big daddy. Right, and he right. was like feeling his love handles like, right. oh I am big. Right. Um but yeah. I just wish the media would be more careful with articles like that to make it so that it's things like that where people read, oh, they just stopped eating XYZ. That makes it seem like I'm living on KFC. Right. And that if I just stop eating KFC, right. I'm going to be skinny. Right. I mean, here is the factor that we just will not give up. Yeah. So right. if we could just be like Tim McGraw, and as it says in this article, maybe we shouldn't have one extra beer with the band at the end of the night right. or <laughs> scarfing down cheeseburgers. Right. Because that's apparently all we do. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, there was something else he said here. Oh, he just wants to be in shape so I can do spear fishing and dive deep. <laughs> Same thing with me, Tim McGraw. Just want to spear fish and dive deep. I cannot dive deep. Nina, I don't know if you feel this way, but if I try to go under the water, my boobs just float right back up to the top. Right. I can't even do like, remember when you were little and you do like the tea party or like, handstands in the pool mm-hmm. yeah can't do it yeah <laughs> boobs won't let me no i always think if i got dropped in the middle of the ocean i would just eventually float to dry land <laughs> like i do not physically need to move my arms or legs you just, I just float, float like a barge I, I float <laughs> really well too. In China. i float really well too but it's definitely my boobs that take the lead like if I go underwater, they're the first things to start coming up. <laughs> you just come up boobs first. I'm just buoyant. Yeah. Well, he doesn't have to worry about that. But he's spearfishing, I guess. Now he's diving deep. Now he's <laughs> diving deep. Like, he's fucking spearfish, right? Like, <laughs> what is he? Tarzan? Freaking... Like, what the fuck? He can't buy a fish. Like, stop. <laughs> I need a really <laughs> ratchet ass hobby. <laughs> like, just some bullshit hobby. <laughs> Right? So I can go spearfishing. I need to start, like, climbing into caves where you have to be really skinny to get into that. Yeah. That's how I'm going to get skinny. There was this cave thing we were going to go to when we were in, like, Seattle or Portland or some shit, and there was all these, like, lava tunnels you were supposed to go in, and I wouldn't go because I was so afraid it would be, like, a goose of gloop. Yeah, no. And I was I, like, oh, my God, the pressure will fear. build yeah. up. That's Like, I am totally... Like, or I'd be like, Chuck, listen... Cover me in Vaseline. Yeah. Before we go in. I'm genuinely afraid. Like, I wouldn't go to the the haunted house in Philly at the prison because I thought that it had, like, really skinny passageways. And I was like, my ass is not going to be blocking up that haunted house because they're like, we got a fat girl in the hole. Build up the pressure. <laughs> like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, like, I didn't want my ass stuck in that place. I get stressed out in a pit when I'm stuck in a pair of jeans. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? I can't get out. Jump, please help me. <laughs> Yeah. Like trying to get out of a pair of Spanx. Like mm. it's a two man job. Yeah. And I'm like, Chuck, 
Oh, not me. My spanks want to come off. They're like, please let us. Free us. Free us from this. I have taken so much work to get into them that, like, we usually have to cut me out of most pairs. Yeah, mine is dresses. uh, And, like, when I get to the boob part, that's where I really can tell if it's going to fit. And sometimes it's not. And I'm just stuck there with, like, one hand up in the air, one hand still in the dress. And I'm like, Kevin, you have to get me out. Like, I'm stuck in here. I live here. Um, I did want to uh, remind everybody to visit our website at cinepunks.com. They have a website for Fat Girl Hacks. And please visit um, the other shows there. There's some great shows. There's Cinepunks. There's Horror Business. There's one called Tomb of Ideas, which is like they read this group of bad comic books <laughs> and they talk about them. That's awesome. Um, I'm blanking on the rest, but I know there's a lot more. Anybody want to help? Anybody know anymore? Hold on. I there's I know oh, them, sorry. but I don't want to say their names wrong. There's wine. Oh yeah, the wine and cheese. Wine and cheese. Uh, Black Sun Dispatches. The Evil Eye. Fat Girl Hacks. That's us. The Flight Stuff. Horror Business. Loud Fast Philly. Tomb of Ideas and Wine and Cheese. So go on there. Check out our stuff everyone's stuff yeah everyone will find something that they're they're yeah there's interested like a little in. bit of everything yeah um also we have an instagram and a twitter both at uh fgh podcast we have about 23 followers on twitter <laughs> so i haven't been tweeting a lot because i feel like it's just me tweeting to slytherin princess thank you for listening <laughs> thank you <laughs> We appreciate you. No, we do. Um, But, uh, you know, we we put up some fun Instagram stuff, some stories. uh, But, yeah, check us out online. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can email us at FGH. Nope. Sorry. You can email us at FatGirlHacksPodcast (laughs) at gmail.com. You can tell us what you think of the show. You can tell us what you want to hear about, things you want to learn about. Uh, We did have an email about our sound on episode four we are aware that the sound was bad we're working on our sound every week we are new uh so please bear with us yes please don't forget to rate review and subscribe to our podcast whether it's on itunes spotify iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts um stay tuned for a, a commercial i'm sure that will happen right after this bye All right, Josh, we got to do this ad. We got to come up with something. What do we want people to know about Cinepunks? I don't know, man. I feel like they should know everything about Cinepunks. Uh, All right. We're underachieving overachievers convinced that we know a thing or two about movies. Romance and adventure by the light of the silver screen. Is non-judgmental movie criticism a thing? Not really, but we love you anyway. We love cinema, whether it's high art or low trash. Cinepunks. We're elitist, but only about real nerd shit. Liam and Josh, we have two microphones and the truth.